right, let's take our Bibles tonight and let's go to 2 Timothy in chapter number 4. And uh, we'll uh, try to, um, uh, not abbreviate, but I'll try to say everything I need to say, but uh, try to stay kind of uh, close to things and, and not preach uh, all the counsel of God <laughs> uh, tonight. But we're going to be uh, in chapter number 4. Uh, of course, this morning, uh, looking at uh, the verses, uh, which we're going to read again, uh, and uh, really want to point out just a couple little extra things. So this is kind of an add-on from this morning. Uh, I am not going to uh, run down a list of, uh, of things. It wouldn't even be an exhaustive list. It'd be a comprehensive one uh, of uh, the uh, fables or the fictions. Uh, that word fables there is uh, in the, uh, means mythos or myth. Uh, so it's really uh, truth or lies, truth or fiction. Uh, and uh, we live, we are, you know, we're in last days. We're in uh, perilous times, and uh, we've been in that for, for a while. In fact, when the Bible says that we're to be uh, instant in season and out of season, um, I, I personally feel like uh, the local church, the day that we live, is an out of season time. Uh, it's, uh, it's not uh, like the heydays that maybe some of you remember in, uh, in Baptist churches where, uh, where, you know, I'll remember nine or whatever, the top ten uh, Sunday schools in America uh, were Baptist churches. Uh, we've seen uh, a lot of uh, mega churches uh, that have popped up in recent years, but uh, just because they're uh, filled with people doesn't mean they have truth. Uh, and uh, I always say that, you know, uh, does, sometimes it's not something growing, it might be bloating. Uh, and uh, recently I had someone criticizing a small church uh, that uh, we love and care about and they had all kinds of opinions as to, uh, as to why it was uh, that way. Uh, but uh, the fact of the matter is, is that there are going to be a lot of um, small town pastors of small local churches uh, who are going to be lined up uh, and receiving a whole lot of crowns in heaven. Uh, and uh, and uh, we we're, we'll all be surprised. The ones we think are going to win all the all the crowns aren't going to be the ones that are, are winning them. And so I'm thankful uh, for all the churches across America where uh, there's just a handful of people uh, in their church that they're ministering to. Uh, and uh, I'm thankful for their faithfulness. Uh, but we are in last days, uh, and we know that from the Bible, uh, as it talks about that, that there's going to be a falling away. Uh, apostasy, uh, and uh, that is something that, uh, that uh, we, we see all the time. We'll read verse number 1, and we'll jump back in chapter number 3. Also, if you find Romans chapter number 1 quickly, let's read, uh, and you can remain seated. Uh, chapter 4, verse number 1, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at the appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be instant in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering uh, and doctrine. Uh, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. They shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, and make full proof of thy ministry. So, Paul preaching to Timothy, uh, or writing a letter to him, rather, uh, that God has placed in the Word of God. Remember, it's the last, uh, the last thing that Paul wrote under inspiration. Uh, and I tend to uh, look at the last words that people say uh, with a little bit extra importance. Uh, and, uh, and he is uh, saying this, and it's applicable, as referenced this morning, uh, to all of us. But Paul gave the responsibility to Timothy to preach the Word, and he also gave the reason. Uh, why this uh, exhortation 
uh, was necessary uh, because the time would come, and again, it's been here for a long time, uh, when most people will not endure uh, sound doctrine. In fact, there, there are um, people that uh, basically push for less doctrine. We need less doctrine uh, in churches, and we need more community, and we need more um, you know, uh, types of things. And by the way, uh, churches do a lot of great things uh, for their communities, uh, but we always have to go back to what did God um, commission the local church to do? Uh, and we have to do what God has called the local tr- church to do and to do it well. Uh, and before we branch out into uh, other types of areas, uh, I think as a church we need to be better uh, at that and uh, more people uh, trying to win uh, their loved ones and neighbors to the Lord uh, and be involved in the evangelistic side uh, of, uh, of ministry because that's really it's winning, baptizing, and teaching people. Uh, and that's uh, what God has called us to do. In fact, um, our entertainment-based uh, faith and, and just uh, the seeker-sensitive uh, places that uh, we referenced this morning, um, is that's not what God, and we're, and God wants. And he's, we're pulling away uh, from what God has intended the local church to be. And so uh, sound doctrine, healthy doctrine from the Word of God uh, is not what people want. Uh, our desires, our carnal desires for um, um, novelty, really, uh, in entertainment, uh, has drawn uh, churches away. And because of itching ears, uh, the Bible says that people would heap to themselves, accumulate to themselves teachers uh, and, uh, who will tickle the ears uh, and, uh, and uh, massage, uh, as I mentioned this morning. It's, 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 it has all those connotations to it. Uh, but one of the main point, points that I want to point out that I didn't this morning, uh, we're going to find in verse number 4. Well, the Bible says there, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth. Um, that's an intentional turning. Uh, and, uh, and so there's, just like everything, there's line upon line precept in the Word of God. Um, when it comes to sin, there is a, a chain of sin. We're, uh, we're drawn away with our own lust and we're enticed. And uh, in, uh, the, the idea is that we try to break that chain. Uh, apostasy, it, people just, just don't fall away from God. Uh, there's a process, and there's, a, uh, there's events that take place, and, uh, and things that are left, uh, they don't give attention to, uh, whether it's their own personal Bible study and prayer time, uh, going to church, uh, and so there is a progression that is there. And, and the progression that we see in this passage of Scripture uh, is that they, they people, they don't want sound doctrine, uh, they don't like to be um, challenged, uh, by the Word of God, because, uh, because when we're challenged by the Bible, uh, we're oftentimes uh, uh, we're convicted. Uh, and we know that we need to, to, to make change. And when we're confronted with truth, uh, oftentimes truth, we know truth sets us free, we know truth is good, and we know God is truth, and all truth is God's truth. But um, uh, the truth sometimes is harsh. Uh, the truth um, that God gives us in His Word is meant uh, to bring us into conformity uh, and we're to abide in Christ. We're put off the old man uh, and his deeds and, and it's often unpleasant. Uh, so there might have been people here this morning. We had a good crowd here this morning. I don't know where they all went uh, tonight, uh, but, uh, but we had a good crowd. We had visitors. Uh, and my message this morning was a little bit um, meddling, 
Uh, and, uh, and there could very possibly be somebody who visited today who may not visit again. Uh, because, uh, you know, who wants that kind of pressure? Nat- naturally speaking, people, don't, people go to church for all kinds of reasons. Uh, and, uh, and, and one of the, uh, the reasons many people don't go is they just don't want, uh, they don't want somebody to tell them all the things that they're doing wrong in their life or whatever. And, uh, but I didn't say anything this morning that I haven't ever said uh, before, uh, and there's nothing new. Uh, but uh, because of their um, not enduring sound doctrine, they, they, have, with their itchy, they have what they want, what they want to hear, uh, what they feel uh, the, uh, the pastor uh, should, uh, should teach and preach, uh, have all of the, the ideas, so they, they find, they heap to themselves these teachers. And, uh, and then from that, the next step is they purposefully, intentionally turn away from the truth. Um, I said I'm not going to preach a list of, of fables or fictions, uh, but another list I started to compile uh, a little bit this afternoon are what, are what are some of the ways uh, that, or some of the things uh, that turn people away uh, from the truth of God's Word. And I believe this with all my heart. I don't think, that, I don't think someone becomes a Calvinist by reading the Bible. Uh, they become a Calvinist by reading Calvinists, books. Um, there are people who are um, no longer Baptists. Uh, not because of, of, of things that God's revealed to them in the Word of God. It's because they're reading after some author. Uh, they're watching somebody's podcast. Uh, they're, they're being influenced by um, sometimes family, sometimes friends, sometimes uh, people within uh, the local church uh, itself uh, to where, where they purposely turn away. So I think of uh, one great example would be uh, in turning away from the truth. And we can, can, can compile a big list. Uh, but I'm going to get uh, Mama home tonight early. Uh, and, uh, and so, but I'll just give you one. Uh, and that is when we, uh, we um, change the Bible. Uh, so, uh, and, and again, it is, it's not about re- easy readership. Um, it's, it's none of those things. And Satan is, in his wiles, in his ways, uh, has been attacking the Word of God uh, since the Garden of Eden. And when, when Christians, per, when they take what they know to be God's Word uh, and then find another Bible version or whatever, for, for, in, in, here, here's how it usually starts. They've got some friend they've met, Christian friend, who doesn't read the King James Bible. Uh, and they go, why are you reading that book? And uh, nobody speaks the King's English. And, and it's really, you know, there's a lot of uh, popular... Um, Contemporary versions of the Bible that are, you know, they're, it's like a trendy thing uh, for people to, uh, to get into these other books of the Bible. But things that are different are not the same. I mean, uh, long, before, long before I got saved and watched, I knew that from watching Sesame Street. Uh, and uh, and uh, so if, if it's different, it's not the same. So if it's different words, uh, there's different meanings. Uh, and, uh, and, and by the way, um, you know, um, in like ESV and other, there's, there's archaic words in, in all of those versions uh, as well in, uh, in air quotes. Uh, so that is one way that people turn away from truth when they, when they pick up uh, a Bible version uh, that is corrupt 
uh, and, and doesn't. But there's all kinds of ways that they do that. Uh, they, you can turn away from truth. The scripture talks about not um, coming to the house of God is, a, is an intentional turning away from truth. Uh, refusing to hear uh, the preaching of God's word is an intentional turning away from, uh, from truth. And when you intentionally turn away from truth, the next step we read in this, this verse, verse 4, and shall be turned unto fables, shall be turned unto uh, fictions, unto myths. So uh, there's part of me when I read this, I think of people who intentionally uh, turn away from truth. They, they start following after other things. Um, they just get, uh, as I referenced this morning, a preacher you know, who's just tired of the fight. They go in different directions. Uh, and, um, you know, but the way you're leaning is the way you're going to fall. Uh, and you turn away from truth. Uh, and, and you look at something or you're involved in something that's counterfeit, that is not truth, or that's a myth or a fate, it's fiction or it's a lie, then, you're, then the result of that uh, is the uh, being turned. Uh, somebody who doesn't have truth or is not as turned away from truth is vulnerable to, to lies and to fiction. So uh, uh, an example that you've heard a million times is when you handle, the reason bankers, people can recognize counterfeit money so quickly is because they handle real money so regularly. So when something that's counterfeit is given to them, they can identify it right away. Uh, And if you've been walking with the Lord for any length of time and in this book, um, you can pick up a greeting card and know, oh, that's not not the the Bible. Uh, And you you can recognize um, lies. When somebody says something that is not in line with Scripture, you pick up on it uh, straight away. Uh, but the longer you turn away from truth, in fact, what's that, that saying? I mean, you can tell a lie over and over and over and over again until you finally believe it. Uh, and, um, and there's one, I'll just use, since it's a day of meddling, I'll use an example, which is, uh, it's not just, it's turning away from truth, it's believing a lie, and it's believing a fiction. And, um, and, and, and I'll just throw this out there. Um, uh, here's what people say. God doesn't care how you dress. It, that, is, that is an absolute fiction. Um, and, and again, I'm not going to beat that, but I want you to think about it from this standpoint. All the way back from, from the garden, uh, when, it's, when it's clothing them and covering their nakedness, to every, every aspect of garments for uh, priests, everything had symbolism. You know, the stones weren't just, you know, because they're... they're, they're great gems and whatever, they represented uh, tribes. Um, every kind of fabric. My point is that God, all the way through old, the Old Testament, was very concerned about what people wore and what symbolism was involved into that. Um, God is an immutable, unchangeable God. God is still concerned. He says we need to be clothed with righteousness and with humility. You've got all this stuff about modesty. Um, and there's just, you know... Even the world understands that. Just think of um, Fetterman. All right? And, and so we're going to relax the, the dress code for, for Fetterman. And you, knew, you know what? It's always usually some minority uh, of people, not a large group of people. They always want to change the rules for somebody and not hurt their feelings. And I am so thankful uh, that uh, they passed the, the resolution or whatever they did uh, to reinstate uh, the dress code for the Senate chamber. Because he looks like a bum. And so they said, well, dress for success. Um, and, uh, but everything from, well, again, keeping it short, um, what we, we've been t- people have been saying, I've been hearing from people 
for as long as I've been saved, that God doesn't care about the, the, what you look like or what you dress, and it's just not, it's just not true. But people believe that. And, uh, and, and if truth be known, um, it is one of the biggest issues um, that deter people uh, from, from solid doctrinal churches is because people just, just want to, you know, go to church in their pajamas and, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, and it's just, uh, we, we know it's naturally, we see, we see somebody like, like Fetterman um, in a, you know, um, over the Senate chamber in a hoodie in shorts. And you know, viscerally, your response is, that's not right. And uh, yeah, he is weird. Uh, but uh, but my but point is, is that we've we've uh, we've we've told ourselves that we've convinced ourselves of it, uh, and uh, and it's it's something that God um, all the way through the book, not just the Old Testament, even the New Testament, uh, He uh, talks about uh, that as a as a truth. So we turn away from truth, and we make ourselves vulnerable to fiction, uh, and uh, and we 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 don't read the Bible. Uh, we read this best-selling book by this charismatic uh, preacher, uh, and uh, and then oh well that sounds that sounds right, um, but it isn't right. And in people's defense, there are a lot of people who um, they've just been duped, uh, or uh, they've not been discipled. They've not spent enough time in the Bible uh, to to be able to discern whether something is truth or fiction. Uh, and that's why discipleship uh, and why uh, bring, bringing people along in the Lord is so, uh, is so important uh, and, and vital for us to do. So um, they have itching ears. Uh, they want their needs met, uh, their desires. They want what they want. They're seeker sensitive. So people hop around uh, to church. And again, you can find everything under the sun, right? You want to rock out, you find one of those. Uh, you want... Um, no responsibility, no, you know, no rules. That's what people, it's just, God's not about rules. I'm like, you're not reading the same Bible that I am reading. Uh, and uh, there, what they say, there's 1,050 commandments in the New Testament uh, that God commands us. So uh, abiding in Christ, obedience is the very best way to show that we believe. Uh, and uh, so um, to say that God doesn't, you know, he doesn't care what you do is a lie. Uh, it's a fiction that comes from you, you turn away from truth uh, and, uh, and you make yourself vulnerable, vulnerable uh, to, uh, to fictions. And so uh, the emphasis in this, these short verses is doctrine, uh, sound doctrine. Uh, and it says the people, it, it, is, it says the emphasis is preach the word uh, and, and with doctrine. Uh, it says there are people that will not endure uh, sound doctrine and shall turn away their ears from the truth. So truth, sound doctrine, the word of God, that's what he is stressing in this passage of scripture. So the church, and I was reading um, uh, an illustration uh, of a, a church that, uh, for some type of promotion or whatever, it, churches are really big into marketing, all right? And, uh, and it's something that, you know, the websites and the Instagrams and the day and age that we live, um, I, all the time I have, I have pastors who are saying you need to, it used to be Google AdWords and things like that, but there's stuff like when you're in the grocery store and you're standing in front of um, the coffee and then you, you open up your Facebook and you have all these ads for coffee. It's because they have in those stores, there's, there's like technology and everything else. You stop, 
in proximity to something, it reads that. And so the whole world all the time, you say something, it's, it's just all over uh, in your news feed for everybody except for Brother Omley. Uh, it's, uh, he is, he is, uh, he is um, what's the word, immune <laughs> to, uh, to the marketing ploys uh, of the technology world. Um, but um, say, hey, Pastor, you need to, you need to employ this and you whatever. And it's just, um, I understand letting people know where you are, but the, the local church is not a business that needs to be marketed. And so there's balance, and there should be, you know, again, have a nice sign or whatever. By the way, we need to landscape it and get our sign done. And, uh, and uh, there are things, you know, having, having that, um, that stuff. I'm not against all of that, uh, but we can be overbalanced. And so this church had, um, they basically promoted a wrestling matches to all their staff members. And so they, they took all these, these classes, like, you know, the WWE classes or whatever, and they brought this big cage in. And, uh, and so it was just this big push in marketing and, and, to draw pe- and to draw people in to the church. And it makes me want to barf. And, uh, but, um, you know, again, um, our, the goal of the local church is not to see how many people you can just get to come. Uh, it's to lead them to Christ and baptize them and to teach them. Uh, and it's really, it's an edifying, it's an equipping. You come to church to worship God and to be equipped to go out uh, into the highways and hedges and to compel uh, men to come in. So, so the emphasis is doctrine, in sound doctrine, in pure, uh, in doctrine. And the church has no business marking in its ministry as an alternative to secular amusements. But that's the day that we live. Uh, and um, it's just not, you know, um, an alternative to, to, to the world. Uh, in fact, in 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter number 2, you can, uh, you can take a look there, if you would, just for a moment. In 1 Thessalonians 2, uh, in verse number 2, the Bible says, But even after that we suffered before and were shamefully entreated, as you know at Philippi, we're bold in our God to speak unto you the gospel of God with much contention. For our exhortation was not of deceit, nor of uncleanness, nor in guile, but as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God which trieth the hearts, for neither at any time used we flattering words, as you know, nor a cloak of covetousness. God is witness, uh, nor of men sought we glory, neither of you nor yet of others, that we might have been burdensome as the apostle of Christ. Now you read First and Second Thessalonians. Of course, you read uh, the pastoral epistles, like we've been in and, uh, in Second Timothy today, and others. I mean, pretty much through uh, your entire Bible. Um, what what religion does today, having turned from truth, is the fir- is they believe those things and they bought into all those falsehoods because they have turned from it, and it is in, it is intentional. Um, you just don't you know people don't find themselves like. Six weeks have not been in church, and they, and, and they look at each other and go, Amy, do you realize that we haven't been in church for six weeks? Like it, like it was some kind of accident. Um, it, is, it is purposefully turning from what we understand about the local church and what God wants us to do, purposely, intentionally doing that, and then we believe the lie. What, what would be a lie? Well, we don't need to go to church to worship God. Now, there's, it is true uh, that you can worship God anywhere, but the, the local church in Scripture is important to God. And, uh, and so the Lord has laid out for us um, uh, what we're supposed to do. And so the, this turning away uh, and uh, believing um, these lies, it, it corrupts and cheapens 
the, the local church's real mission. Uh, and let me just give you some, some scripture verses here. Um, 2 Corinthians uh, 5 and verse uh, 20 says, Now we are ambassadors for Christ as though God did beseech you by us. We pray in Christ that be reconciled to God. God has, God's called us to be ambassadors for Him. Uh, in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 11, Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord we persuade men. But we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also made manifest uh, in your conscience. So we're Christ's ambassadors. We, we, knowing also the terror of the Lord, that uh, there is a hell uh, and there's a heaven. We know that God is a just God and a holy God. Uh, we, we persuade men. We take the gospel to them. Uh, that's that's the, the felt need that the local church is supposed to fill. Give the gospel uh, to people who need the gospel and, uh, and be faithful in doing so and doing it more and doing it again and doing it more. Uh, and, uh, and then God gives the increase. Uh, but the average Christian today uh, just thinks, well, um, God, a lot of Christians think God's going to do all these things that he does without them. Now, we know God doesn't need us. Okay, that is truth. Um, but we also know from the truth of God's word that God will use us and that he intends to, and that his modality of building the local church uh, is through the Great Commission, and it is very simple. There's no, there's no secret, you know, you can find a million books about how to build a church, and you go back to the Bible, and God says, I build it. Uh, but it just doesn't, like, God just doesn't, he uses us, all right? He could have made the rocks cry out, uh, but what he did is he chose us to take the gospel to people uh, as ambassadors, knowing uh, that, that God is a just God and God, God's not, you know, he's a loving God. Why would he send people to hell? It's, it, he is a just God that won't let sin into heaven. And he has provided a way and uh, he has redeemed us. Uh, we know that uh, we're supposed to be motivated uh, in this endeavor as being ambassadors and, uh, and sharing the gospel, motivated by the love of Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.14, For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. He says that we're uh, uh, new creatures in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things uh, are become new. So we're his ambassadors. We know uh, that God is a just God, we, so we persuade men. Uh, we're motivated by the love of Christ, and we were made new by him in salvation uh, with the intent that God uses us to implore sinners to be reconciled to God. 2 Corinthians 5.20 Now then we are ambassador of Christ, though God beseech you by us, pray in Christ, be reconciled to God. That's, that's what we're supposed to do. Um, but we, we are, um, as Christians, way too easily offended by truth. Uh, when uh, we should have, as independent Baptists, we should have some of the thickest uh, spiritual skin, so to speak, out there. Uh, because from the day you got saved till now, uh, it's been, it's been, it's been, if you've been in a sound Bible preaching church, uh, you know what the Bible says. Uh, you, you know that it's sharp uh, in, than a two-edged sword, piercing the dividing asunder. You know that it cuts to the quick. You know it's a mirror that uh, reflects uh, all the blemishes that we have in our life and that God's intention for us when we see those is to remedy them and fix them and to walk with Him, to abide in Christ, to dwell, as we've been talking about on Wednesday nights in the, uh, in the secret place of the Most High and in the shadow of the Almighty that, uh, that God has given promises to us, but some of those are conditional and we know it and we know it and we know it. Uh, but then we, but so many Christians have tapped out uh, of, of their faith altogether. Uh, or 
they have um, just turned away from truth. It's like, I know what the Bible says about this, but it's 2023. And, and we've got to, in, in, in the, the word of God um, is not subject to cultural norms. All right. And, uh, and so uh, we just, the Bible is just as God's not changed. It's just as relevant today, uh, i.e. the example I gave uh, just a little bit ago about um, God's concern for uh, things that we, how we look, how we speak, uh, the places that we go. None of those things have changed. Uh, and, uh, and we just need to be mindful. So somebody uh, has an itching ear. Uh, they felt like, um, you know, church should be more uh, involved in um, social justice uh, than biblical justice. As I referenced recently, um, it's, it's widows and orphans. It's, uh, it's pure religion and undefiled. Um, it's God's justice is benevolence and, and, and it's helping the poor. And, and, uh, but we, but it's, it's, not, it's not the social justice uh, stuff that uh, we're just hammered with every single day. But you know what? Knowing, knowing uh, that we're supposed to be for biblical justice and not social justice, and we can amen it, uh, and agree 100%, but does it motivate us? Do we do it? Uh, that's why I say we need to be Baptist in creed, uh, in Christian in deed, uh, and, and doing uh, what God, it's not just believing. Belief drives behavior, and, uh, and so we see uh, that borne out in Scripture. I had to turn to Romans chapter number one, uh, and uh, so I'll, I'm going to make a statement about that, but just look back to chapter number three in 2 Timothy just for, just for a moment. And, uh, and as you're making your way there, in Romans chapter number one, <clears throat> we have a biblical example of people who did not acknowledge God. Uh, they elevated themselves above God. They didn't, they, neither were they thankful. Uh, and the word of God talks about uh, the, the sins that are resultant from uh, an attitude or God has revealed himself to us in general revelation uh, in nature. The Bible says in Romans 1 that we're without excuse. Uh, and, uh, and so we've got to take the gospel to everybody. But if you read, there's a similar list to what we're going to read in chapter number 3 uh, in uh, Romans chapter number 1. So in 2 Timothy 3, we're going to read a list here briefly. Uh, but there's a similar list that's there. Now, it's kind of like almost uh, not circular reasoning, but in Romans chapter number 1, uh, it's, it's people, people gave themselves over to uh, to different types of sins and didn't acknowledge God. Uh, and uh, there was resultant thing from that. In 2 Timothy, we see people who turn away from truth um, um, who, uh, who are involved in some of those similar things. So there's a list in, in chapter number three. Again, we're in last days and in perilous times. It says, we know also that in last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boast, boasters, proud, and blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Uh, for young people in here, notice, I want you to notice it says disobedient to parents. But, I want, but there's something else going to come up here in a second uh, that's going to make uh, sense why, why I brought that out. Uh, blasphemers. Uh, and again, there's, you know, there's some pretty heavy stuff in here, but it's, in a, it's all the list altogether. And uh, so it's not, we can't look at these and go, oh, one's worse than the other, blah, blah, blah. Uh, these are things that, uh, that are indications of the day and the time that we live, and we see it everywhere. Proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, 
unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God. That's Romans chapter number one. Uh, But having the form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. All right. So, so young people, um, somebody that your, your friend who is disobedient to their parents from such turn away. Um, it's, it's not cool. It's not, it's not whatever. Uh, and by the way, when we think of reprove, rebuke, exhort, um, you should be the first one. Uh, God says for us not to despise, uh, let no man despise your youth. Uh, but um, it's, it's got to be cool in local churches to say, hey, you know what? You need to listen to your mom and dad. Uh, and, uh, and so it's like, oh, you know, um, well, my mom said I got to you know, be in at midnight and blah, 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 blah. You know what your response would be? Like, well, amen, you need to obey them. And, uh, and uh, it's it just, that's what we're supposed to do. But um, that is uh, not what we do uh, in, in many ways. But so there's a list of things that are there. And as you read down ch- through chapter three, remember Paul in 2 Timothy uh, is, uh, he's, telling, he's telling him to, um, um, endure hardness as a good soldier. He's saying we're living in last times. Hear the evidence of it. All this list of stuff that's going there. Uh, in fact, he even names a couple of, of, of people in verse number eight of chapter number three. Uh, but he says, you know me uh, and uh, my life is my doctrine and my manner of life and purpose and faith and long suffering, persecutions. And he runs to all that. He says, Timothy, continue. Thou and the things which you've learned uh, from the child, uh, you've known the Holy Scriptures. And he says, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and you need to preach it. You need to preach the word uh, with all long suffering. Yes. Uh, and uh, and doctrine. Why? Uh, because the time's going to come uh, where, where people won't endure sound doctrine. And we are right there. As I mentioned at the beginning, I feel like we're in at this time in Christianity. And by the way, from the from the day I got saved. And I went, when I went to Bible college, one of my first professors in, uh, I think it was in hermeneutics class, uh, he basically told all of his preacher boys, your generation of preaching is going to fall on deaf ears. So straight out of the gate, uh, a bubble was burst. Uh, and they basically said, uh, you know, it's going to be a struggle for you. Why? Because, you know, as long as, long as you've been alive, all of us in here, we've been, we, if you've been in a Baptist church, uh, you've been preached and taught that we're in the Laodicean church age. We're in the end times. Uh, and, uh, you know, and if you think about it from the day, you know, uh, Jesus uh, walked the earth and, and, uh, and was, uh, you know, ascended to heaven. I mean, people have been looking for him to come back for 2,000 years. And we know we're closer to it, obviously, logically, right? 2,000 years, so we're closer to the Lord's return than they were 2,000 years ago. Uh, but we've been preaching that it's imminent. Uh, and, uh, and it could be, and it could be today. And that's why, as we sung that song earlier, um, you know, glad day, glad day. Wouldn't that be something uh, if the Lord could come back before 2024 elections? That would be great. Um, but if he doesn't, uh, we put our trust in Christ. Uh, and we occupy until he does come. Uh, and, we, and we knowing that we're in the last time, in the last days, and that we, we see people heaping teachers uh, because of their itchy ears and they're turning away from truth. And again, you can run through, think of that's your homework assignment. Read Romans chapter number one, and then think of all the ways that people purposefully, intentionally turn from truth. And then, and then, and then I want you to think about um, some people who you know who did that. 
and then just and then uh, deduce from there. Uh, did they, uh, after having intentionally turned from truth, uh, were they susceptible to being turned unto fables and myths uh, and fictions? What do they believe now? What do they say about what you believe? What kind of pressures are laying upon you? Uh, and, uh, and the scripture doesn't say, just keep helping them, keep helping them, keep helping them. The Bible talks about people who are in, the per- in last days and perilous times and runs down a list. He says, uh, turn away from them. Uh, and, uh, and, and so um, Paul telling Timothy, um, there are going to be these types of uh, people. And he, so he tells them and he instructs him uh, even further down. And, and Paul, and again, he says, I'm ready. This is the last thing. You get to verse number six. He says, for I'm now ready to be offered in the time of my departures at hand. I fought a good fight. This is the last stuff that he's saying, and it's important. So as a preacher, yes, I'm going to look at this and clue in and say, okay, this is what God wants me to do. Uh, but again, it's for all of us. And so I, I want you to think about tonight, and I'm done. Um, Guard your heart. Doctrine, more doctrine, more doctrine. They come up, it's like, you know, what do we, hey, Pastor, you know what we need at our church? What, what, do, you, what do we need? Doctrine, more doctrine. Sound doctrine, more of it. Give it to us, more of it. Why? Uh, and, uh, and you know what? There are people who come up, you know, it's just doctrine, doctrine, doctrine. And, and those people scare me as a pastor. Because you can't, if you can't endure doctrine, Sound doctrine, not just any doctrine, but sound doctrine. You are running the risk of, tur- of turning away from truth and then being, because of that, and I don't even want to say victim, but you make yourself, you open yourself up. It's like when we, we give occasion to the flesh or we give occasion to the devil and we open ourselves up. He's a, he's a, uh, he's a roaring lion seeking who may to devour. So he looks, so he's just fine. He's looking for the weak and sickly and we make ourselves target. And that's who, that, you know, uh, that's who he attacks. Um, you make yourself susceptible. So think about, um, you know, the people that you know who've done this very thing. And also think about, you know, the tickling, itchy ear, you know, um, you know, uh, TV preachers and podcasts, whatever. And they just, oh boy, there's just some of them. And by the way, some of them used to be Baptists. Um, and they're recovering and they're reforming and they're everything else and whatever. But you know what it started? It's just like, you know, I just, you know, I don't, I don't like the doctrinal, the, I don't like the doctrinal teachings on personal holiness. And, uh, and so I'm going to turn away from it. And then, and then somebody says, oh, what, you know what, you know, liberty and blah, 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 and all the different stuff that comes with it. And pretty soon they bought into a lie. And they say it over and over and over again and don't understand why you don't buy into it. It's because you read the book. And, uh, and you didn't read that person's book. And uh, so you're saying all books are bad? Absolutely not. But this is where you need to... This is where you need to spend the majority of your time. Uh, and if you spend the majority of your time in this book, you'll be able to recognize um, all the crooks and all the, all the nonsense and the garbage. And, uh, and so somebody comes to me and says, I think this. I'm like, I think you didn't get that from this book. Who are you reading? Who are you watching? And somebody comes in here, every single time they come in, and I'm forgetting his name right now, uh, down in Arizona, um, Yes, and, uh, and they'll say, you know, what do you think of this person? I'm like, whoa. 
and uh, and uh, and and it's just as time has progressed, uh, more and more stuff about uh, about that guy has come out. It, does he does he is he a good speaker? Absolutely, um, but there are there are things that that he says that as a, if you read this book, you go time out, and it's not just him; uh, it's all across the board. A lot of uh, I, I always I always pick on you know Joel Osteen because uh, he's an easy target. Um, but there, there are people who, are, um, who claim to be uh, solid Baptists who are as far off <laughs> in many respects as, uh, as that guy as well. Let's all stand tonight. And uh, that's our prayer this evening is just, a, is just God help me to stay in the book uh, and help me to, to, to always endure sound doctrine. So does that, what does that mean? That means sometimes I'm going to preach a Bible doctrine in a truth and it's going it's, it's to hit you the wrong way. And when it hits you the wrong way, you just take it. You endure it. You in, in, and, uh, because, because that is exactly what you need. Uh, it, is the, it is the medicine. It's the, it is the, the salve. It is everything that we need. So ask God uh, to help uh, you be the kind of person that's going to endure it, even when it hits you the wrong way. Would you pray that way tonight as the panel begins to play?